The officer yanked the girl out of her bed. Her father was dead, and her mother no match for the big man's skill and the palpable air of danger he carried with him. He pointed the sword he held, and the tip quivered. Not with fear, but with rage and with uglier things, things he clearly intended to visit on the girl he had pulled from the darkness of her bed into the greater darkness of his grasp. The mother cowered, whispering, You can't. The emperor rescinded the law. You can't take our children. Can't do what you wish to them any more. The officer's only answer was a growl. Again the growl bespoke rage. Need. The need to become what he had been, to reconquer the conquered. To the netherworlds with the emperor, he snarled then turned, hauling the girl toward the front door. The mother screamed. Heedless of the danger, she ran at the man, her hands outstretched, fingers curved into hooks, though it could not be told whether those hooks were meant to rend the man who was trying to steal her daughter or simply to steal her back. The man almost smiled. His uniform was dirty hardly the parade-ground look that most of the officers around the capital preferred to sport. He had the look of a man grown desperate, not for food, but for the deeper sustenance that some men crave, the knowledge that they may take what they will and do what they wish. The man's smile disappeared as soon as the woman came close enough. Then his sword flashed out, cleaving the air itself in a slash that would end with the woman's head bouncing off the rough dirt floor. Something flared, a brightness, a flame brighter than any torch. Swords katana, light embodied, fire contained within her magic, sliced through the officer's blade, turning a weapon into nothing more than a hilt with an inch of metal sticking out of it. Even that metal was useless, bouncing off the floor as it was, released from a grasp that was no longer there. The officer stared at the stump of his wrist, the hand that had held the sword now curled in a dark corner of the small house, holding nothing and never to hold anything again. Sword stared at the man as he stared at the cauterized stump, then continued staring as he began to scream. She nodded at the woman, who rushed forward on hands and knees, grabbed her daughter, and then shrank away from the terrible man who had threatened them, and the even more terrible young woman who had saved them. Sword waited for the man's screams to slow. Then, when they didn't, she placed the tip of her fiery blade close enough to his face that the skin of his cheek began to sizzle. Quiet! she said through gritted teeth. Quiet, or by the gods I'll cut you away piece by piece, starting with your tongue. Something of that must have penetrated, because the man's screams became whistling, panicked whimpers. What? he managed, tears rolling down his cheeks. What are you going to? She cut him short with a flick of her wrist. A line of charred black skin now ran from his ear to his collarbone. He fell silent. Sword turned to the women, who shrank back from her. She bowed to them, deeply. The Emperor has offered the children of Ansporn his protection. He knows that you have suffered, and suffered still more, 
and offers you this. She held out a purse that was filled with royals, more than the woman would probably make in the next turn. The mother waited, as though unsure whether to believe what was happening. Sword softened her voice. Take it, please, she whispered. Malal has promised to make the Empire a new place. He gives you this. Use it yourself or share it with family or friends. It is a gift and the promise of a better tomorrow.